0: Okay, my name is Roger and I'm an alcoholic. My, um, my sobriety date is um, March 8, 2010. I was 60 years old then, and I had been drinking for about 25 years, heavily drinking for about 25 years. And one of the odd things about all of that is that I never considered myself an alcoholic. I never even knew that anybody considered themselves as alcoholics. And it wasn't until two people, the woman who's currently my wife and my brother who booted me into a rehab facility. And there I was with 17 other people who were alcoholics. And it was after about a couple of weeks that I realized, okay, there's something called alcoholism and there's something called an alcoholic and I'm one of them. So that was my step one, essentially, and the first time I ever really accepted the step one. So it, um, it, um, you know, it was an odd. It was an odd time. It was an odd time to, to, uh, to finally realize that I was an alcoholic, and you know there are a lot of alcoholics. Um, in the Toronto area, for example, there are something like 500 AA meetings a week. That's a lot of meetings. That's a lot of alkie's um and obviously we need these meetings to deal with that particular problem so i started going to AA meetings around that time and um after a couple of months i I really couldn't stand them and what i'm talking about now are traditional AA meetings where there was just simply too much god for me you know in the steps And, you know, I wasn't treated particularly well um, as an agnostic at these meetings. And it's strange because I actually have a a master's degree in religious studies, which I got at McGill University in Montreal many years ago. And um, but there and I was there for 10 years and I taught people who were ordinands who were going to become ministers. Um, I was an agnostic, and I was treated with enormous, well, I was treated with respect. You know, there was no pushing. There was no condemning. Um, So, it it bothered me a great deal that I was not treated well at these traditional AA meetings. And it was a funny thing, because... I finally decided I can't keep going to these meetings. And that was after about three months. And um, and then I discovered a meeting with this fellow Joe started called um, AA Beyond Belief. Well, Beyond Belief, Agnostics and Freethinkers is the name of the is the, the full name of the group and it was in Toronto, and I went to that meeting for the very first time after about three months of deciding, of being at traditional meetings, and finally I was at this one, which um, Joel was one of the people who launched in uh, September, on September 24th, 2009. So I go into this meeting, and there are about 20 people, and there's a lot of sharing, and you know, and it was just like it was just great. I really appreciated it. And I walked out of the meeting, I'm walking down the street, and I'm thinking, I'm saved. (laughs) You know, this is gonna work for me. So, um, you know, we're... Another uh, secular meeting, by the way, around that time, We Agnostics uh, that I attended was launched on September 7th, 2010. Now, these are the two only agnostic AA groups in all of Canada at that time. So it was really quite a remarkable experience. Now, so, and now here's what happened. On May 31st, 2011, the two groups, the only two secular AA groups in all of Canada, were booted out of the greater toronto intergroup and that was because we used secular versions of the 12 steps as simple as that um when the group was booted out i did something rather odd i contacted the toronto star which is the largest newspaper in all of Canada to tell them what had happened and they ended up three days later we were booted out on Tuesday and on Friday they ended up with this front page article that was quite great it was called does religion belong at AA fight over God splits Toronto AA groups so that was what was happening at that time and um you know, I was I was devastated that uh, that we were booted out, and all of the members were devastated. I mean, I went to the first meeting after we booted out, and people were crying for Pete's sakes. So, the a few years later, the founder of the Agnostics group lodged a legal complaint with the Ontario Human Rights Tribunal about these groups being booted out. And founded in 1962, the tribunal ensures, among other things, that, quote, every person has the right to be free from discriminatory or harassing behavior that is based upon religion. The tribunal determined that the groups are secular groups that wish to be a part of the intergroup, or all groups that wish to be part of this particular intergroup, according to the intergroup, must have a belief in a higher power of God. So if the intergroup wanted to continue to behave this way, it would have to declare itself and establish itself as a religion. And that really was the end of it. After almost six years in 2017, the Secular A groups were once again accepted as legitimate and respected members of the Greater Toronto Area Intergroup. So why am I talking about that? Well, let's back up a bit. Um, Once the groups were booted out two weeks later and they were booted out on May 31st, 2011. Two weeks later on June 15th, another guy and I ended up starting a website. And the purpose of the the website was initially called AA Toronto Agnostics and its purpose was simply to provide the time and locations of these two secular AA meetings. So that was the initial purpose. You know, and around that time, it was very interesting, I added a secular version of the 12 steps to the menu of the website. And we had a meeting of members of the two secular AA groups to talk about the role of this website, AA Toronto Agnostics. And at that meeting, there was a virtually unanimous vote to remove, the secular version of the twelve steps that I had put on the website. Now you have to go back, you know, to twenty eleven to understand that kind of behavior, when you know um, groups were being booted out all over the world um, because they were secular. Um, that's not the case today, but that was the case then. I never did remove this 12 steps and the alternative 12 steps. If you ever go to the website agnostica, you'll see um, something called on the menu, the alternative 12 steps. And I have six different versions of them there these days, but it's it's one of the most popular items on that website. Um, Roughly 150,000 viewers over the past decade have gone to look at the alternative 12 steps. For the last 10 years, that's 40 or so each and every day, go to look at these secular 12 steps. So, um, early on as well, when this website was launched and its name was changed to Agnostica, I decided to invite people to post articles on the website. And I don't remember why I did that. Really, I don't. There are very few sites that invite people to share their experience, strength, and hope. And at that time, I didn't know of a single such website. Certainly none that invited recovering alcoholics and addicts to write articles. So it was kind of exciting. In the first, uh, you know, as I say, we started in mid-June 2011, and over the, those six months, 17 articles were published. And the next year, a total of 46 was published, just about one every week. And these were written by, the in that year, 2012, these are written by 22 people from three countries, Great Britain, Canada, and the United States. So that was basically the beginning of the early beginning of of, uh, the agnostica website. Um, As of today, a total of 708 articles have been posted on the agnostica and roughly three and a half million people have visited the website. So, um, over the years, of course, from 2011 to now, um, there has been a, a great growth of um, of Secular AA and, um, you know, there have been three conventions, the one in Santa Monica in 2014, the one in Austin, Texas in 2016, the one in Toronto in 2018. And, of course, there's been a huge growth of um, of AA meetings. Now, I think zoom as well, and we'll find out one of these days I think zoom has contributed as well to the growth of of this particular. uh, This particular movement so um but we'll see if there ever is a post zoom there won't be a post zoom but there'll be a time when we can go back to in person meetings. Um, And, by the way, I go to in person meetings twice a week. Uh, here in Hamilton, Ontario, which were launched um, in 2016 and 2018, called We Agnostics. Now, I want to mention now, I've, I've, been, I've talked about the website. I've talked about my early recovery. I want to talk um, about books that have been published. And um, to date, I have, um, through A. Agnostica, I published 10 books and um, the first one was the uh, little book. And um, I just want to you know, mention that because at the time, Joe who was at this meeting was also working on, was also completing his book, Beyond Belief. And he'd been working on it, I think for something like five years. And I'd been working on the little book for a little, Less time about a year um and i was trying to get this book published before joe published his but he beat me to it by a couple of weeks so um he got his book published in january of uh, 2013 and the little book was in february now let me tell you a little bit about the little book because um i had never thought that i was going to be putting a book together but this one happened because One of the things is is it contains 20 secular versions of the Twelve Steps, and I had never known early on at that time that there were that many different versions. Um, A fellow from England, Gabe, sent me a half a dozen, and that said, holy smokes, what's going on here? There are all these different versions of the Twelve Steps. So the other thing in the little book that really excited me was... um, interpretations of each one of the steps, secular interpretations of each one of the steps. And they were by four different people, two women and two men who were authors of different books. One was Stephanie Covington, who wrote a book called A Woman's Way Through the 12 Steps. Another one was Therese Jacob Stewart, who wrote Mindfulness in the 12 Steps. Alan Berger, many of you will know Wrote the therapeutic value of the twelve steps, and Gabar Mate wrote uh, in the realm of from um, of hungry ghosts. So um, it was a lot of fun putting that book together, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun publishing it. Now another book that was that uh, we published was um, called uh, the Alternative Twelve Steps: A Secular Guide to Recovery. And that was actually initially published by these two women authors in um, 1991, a long time ago. And look at the name of it, The Alternative Twelve Steps, The Secular Guide to Recovery. In 1991? Yes, yes, indeed. And so I wanted to republish it, but I couldn't unless I had the permission of the two authors, and I finally—it took me about a year—but I finally got a hold of them, and um, they gave me permission to do a second edition of um, of the book. Um, the final book I want to mention is the book "Do Tell Stories" by atheists and agnostics in AA, simply because um, we had asked and we had really pushed through AA agnostica. We had really pushed the grapevine to publish a book um, for atheists and agnostics over, over 70 years. They had only posted 41 articles written by atheists and agnostics. But we wanted to them to take those 41 articles and put them in a book and publish it. And they refused to do it. So um, we decided to publish the book or to create a book called Do Tell. Stories by atheists and agnostics in AA, and it's amazing because um, at the time we got we got thirty Well, we got well over thirty. We got forty or fifty, but we printed fifteen by women and fifteen by men in that book, and um, you know that was to me when I think about that today. That 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 was how. At that time, how powerful that website was. How do you get 15, a total of 30 people writing articles for you? You know, give me a break, that's hard work. That would be extraordinarily difficult to do today. But at that time, um, with this explosion of interest in uh, secular AA, it was quite easy to do. So, um, Yeah, let me talk now, I'm working towards a conclusion here, but let me talk about um, step 12. I mentioned early on that step one hit me hard and hit me only, you know, after I'd been in rehab and discovered that I was an alcoholic and accepted that there was something called alcoholism. Step one, very important to me. Step 12 as well, and step 12 is really about service. And I had um when I was in early recovery, when I was going to these beyond belief meetings, I met this guy by the name of Wayne, and um I was very impressed with him. he was so caring about other people and so helpful and um he um he uh, d- 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 was working at another rehab facility called Renaissance. And he was just so joyful to be there to help people in recovery as best he could. Now, um, he developed cancer and I drove him, I spent a lot of time driving him to hospitals. And Joe will quite well remember, I would drive him to the Beyond Belief meeting on Thursday night and um, he wrote an article um, for A Agnostica, 12 day which was posted 12 days before he died. And um, the article was called A Higher Purpose. Not a higher power for him, a higher purpose. And his purpose in recovery was simply to be a decent human being and care about other people. And if they needed help to do whatever he could do to, to help them. You know he had been in in um, he'd been in rehab four times, and in this article that he wrote, he used a quote that he found from Bill Wilson in the Twelve and Twelve book, and the quote is the as alcoholics, the primary fact that we failed to recognize. Is our total inability to form a true partnership with another human being, as alcoholics. And you know, that was his higher purpose as a sober human being: was to form real partnerships with people and be as helpful as he possibly could. And I I kind of I, I don't kind of, I certainly agree. With that quote, uh, you know, I went through a couple of marriages as an alcoholic, and um, it was very evident that really I didn't have much of a relationship with anyone. I was in a mode of isolation as an alcoholic. So um, it was um, it was a real pleasure to meet Wayne and to understand his higher purpose, and also to learn from that and to try to become a more decent and caring human being. And with that, I'll end. Thank you.